0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Warren on
1: Joy. You were upset this morning. What do you, uh, you say to is if I'm meant to remember, I'm, I'm annoyed every day. Have you ever seen me happy? <laughs> <laughs> You're saying something about Federation Square. Oh, I'm so angry with the government. Why? Why am I angry? Because after you go through this whole Opera House business, which is ridiculous, it turns out you know how they're going to be advertising bit... on the Opera House. Yeah. yeah. So this is public space. This yep. is meant to be public meeting spaces that are owned by the people. Do you know Daniel Andrews overrode. No, didn't even ask permission of the Melbourne Council who control Federation Square to pull down that building and let Apple build up a megastore. Oh, the... He secretly did it. It's in there. It's a report. It comes out. He did it so it wouldn't cause public outcry. Mr. Andrews, you've done a lot of
2: good things in this state. I'm coming after you, buddy. Do you know that... What was interesting there was a, I think the documents were obtained under Freedom of Information and it showed that um, Apple said they're going to boost visitor numbers to the centre and I think the government quoted those numbers. I think Apple anticipated one point eight to two million visitors per annum extra to Federation Square, which was just based on their sales of Apple products in the store. so it's got nothing to do with. Who know, cares? Or yeah. or anything what what like does that? that do?
1: Let's just probably admit, let's ask you, Mr. Andrews, how much tax does Apple pay to our council or even our government? Zero. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Entries for next year's Guinness World Records
1: are out. An entry means you want to go in it.
2: Oh, sorry, the winners.
1: Okay, yeah, because yep, when you said the entries for the Guinness Book so Record, and I thought, well, do you get a ticket in your line-up?
2: Or? <laughs> a man with more than 500 body modifications is among um, the raft of new, weird and wonderful 2019 Guinness World Record holders. So do you actually get in a book for that? Yep. So, uh,
1: Body modification. I can only think of one that would be worth doing. I mean, Rolf what's the, what's the 499 <laughs> less for?
2: <laughs> He's got an astonishing 516 modifications. Lovely. All right, And he had his first at age 50. Good on you, Ralph. So he's had the Roth. most the most body modifications of any man in the world, according to the records. There's someone. There's another record: the most fire breathing backflips in one minute. I reckon you could do those, Tom. Um, the world's oldest performing trapeze artist. Oh, that's good. I look like at that. Look at that, Betty, who was eighty four and becomes the oldest. And she was seventy when she started. Yeah, yeah, it just shows you it's never too young, like never too late. At all. And then you've got the fastest speed in a jet-propelled go-kart. I like this one. That was a Briton named uh, Tom Bagnall. He uh, achieved the fastest speed in a jet-propelled go-kart, reaching 180.71 <laughs> kilometres per hour.
1: Gee, he must have been hungry for a pizza. You know, a go- <laughs> <laughs> the only time I've ever ridden a go-kart is when you, you know, want to go down the shop
2: and you have too much to drink. <laughs> the highest jump by a dog, so a dog, a dog named Feather... No wonder from Maryland in the US set a new record for the highest jump by a a dog by leaping 191.7 centimetres and actually hit her basement ceiling. Well, that's going to be good for the dog's knees, won't it? It, it,
1: Oh, great, my dog's the highest jumper, but it'll spend the rest of its life in a physio, (laughs) won't it? The oldest
2: uh, professional club DJ at 83 years. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Sumiko is the oldest professional club DJ performing as DJ uh, Sumiroc. The restaurant owner said she loves doing something totally different and energising. Oh, my God. She's the cook in the restaurant that
1: then cooks all day and then DJs at night. And then DJs at night. Could you imagine going, all right, sweetie, here we're going to have a bit of Emple Dean Humple Dick coming down to you now. Eh, eh, eh. You know, what else are the oldies going to play? Yeah, oh, I've got some
2: organ music. It's really good. You're going to love it. Yeah. She, she's having fun. Um, the longest uh, knitting needles created, so Elizabeth Bond created 4.4-metre knitting needles for an exhibition. Hey, Elizabeth, actually, Elizabeth, <laughs> you're wasting
1: your time. Go out there and use your time for something good for people. What's a good
2: but she actually knitted with them in this exhibition, so you can see there's a you know there's a start of a scarf or whatever it is she's knitting with these needles. I don't know how she moved them, but anyway, uh, we've got the largest rideable uh, hexapod robot. And hang on, uh, is that sex? No, hexapod. So it's got six legs. Oh, and, okay. And the most sausages made in one minute was. Also making the cut was Irish butcher Barry John Crow, who proved he's at the top of his craft by making a staggering seventy-eight sausages in one minute. Well, that's silly. I mean, really, if we're going to go for a record, what do you what do you like,
1: what would be your record? I don't know. What would you like to hold? I'm not sure what I'd like to hold. Maybe we can have some suggestions. So you don't know where you'd like to go? No,
2: I don't know. Okay.
1: What would you like? What would I like? Uh... I'd like not to throw up when I drink.
2: <laughs> is that a record? But do you no. always? You don't throw up when you drink. No, but I'm getting old and it is. Tom, do you ever slack off in the work environment? You know when you get that
1: f- How the hell do I have time to slack off? I have to carry you everywhere. You know? I, if, this show wouldn't even make it to air if you... You slackos. No, but said.
2: you know in the afternoon you're sitting there in the office and you have yeah. something to eat or have you That's when that. I have to do oh. most of the work because all you buzz is asleep. sleep. Yeah. All oh, us what? <laughs> Buggers. Yeah. Well, there's a new solution potentially coming out. New smart offices are set to start using a blast of icy air to help employees beat the afternoon slump. Hang on, so they're telling me that if I'm bad at an office, they're going to blow in my so face. Is that what they if, said? Yep. According to the world's oh, hello. <laughs> lar- largest air conditioner manufacturer, personalised air conditioning for office workers – will cure the inevitable after-lunch energy slump. Oh, great. So they'll blow more cold air at you, which
1: will be full of diseases. Well, no, no, it's it's going to be
2: individual because the smart technology is going to sense you losing concentration (laughs) and it's going to freeze you out of your zone. Oh, so, okay. I still don't know how this is going to happen. So it's, it's so it's actually evidence based. So they're going to have little individual air conditioners at each office workstation, and the air conditioner is going to sense that you're oh Tom's actually is you know he's starting to fall asleep, and it's going to start blasting freezing cold air at you so that you wake up again. Have you ever done this? That almost in a sounds like
1: torture, doesn't it? Oh, I was actually getting excited. I was thinking about getting back a job if someone's going to start blowing cold
2: air on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had to go to wet in Wellington for that. <laughs> well, we're going to have to wait until twenty twenty before the tech. Technology is released, but other methods—this well, was on the Wall Street Journal—were sniffing strongly scented plants. That would be a cheaper solution, surely. <laughs> you just you just run around if someone's falling asleep. You just stick this stinky plant underneath. That their makes notes.
1: no sense. Sniffing strongly scented plants. Are they talking about cannabis? No, no okay. I want to talk about. <laughs> Did you see Doctor Who the new episode? No, I, I didn't. I, I, I've got it there, and I'm excited to watch. But from what I've heard. She was great The storyline was pretty crap
2: yeah, from well, what I've seen J- Jodie Whittaker is, um, and they start off with the, the woman, first female doctor. Yeah, and they
1: start off the show with the woman unable to find a tardis. Yeah,
2: but she, that, is she that culturally, she couldn't find the tardis by the end of the show. She, you know, she just regenerated. But look, she does. I admit the storyline I thought was a little bit blase, but she does a good job in it. But there's a Jodie Whittaker in Geelong as well. Yeah, uh, have a listen to what she told ABC Melbourne recently.
0: I discovered that my namesake, the English version of Jodie Whittaker. Had actually received the role at about midnight because my phone suddenly went absolutely crazy. I think I had something like a thousand diffs of contact within that 24 hours of congratulations, Jodie, you're an inspiration for womankind. And it just went on and on and on. And initially I had no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> so they- coming from um Serving military officers within the Middle East, they were coming from across the UK, they were coming from right across America, they were coming from New Zealand. They basically name a country and that's where they were somehow Googling my name and discovering me, finding a way of getting in touch. I had a very small little um, social media presence thanks to being a uh, community journalist. But nothing had prepared me for the kind of following suddenly that happens when you have such a huge role offered to somebody who shares your name.
2: So imagine getting thousands of calls just out of the blue as soon as you find out that Doctor Who <laughs> is. <laughs> I, I just want the mistakes that so they're thinking they're getting
1: Jodie Whitaker from England, the new <laughs> start of Doctor Who, and they've got some bogan from Geelong. <laughs> that would have been funny. I would laugh. Yeah.
0: Wake up with Tom and Warren, Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne, stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app, available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them.